Conrad, Tokyo, Sparrow, Pistachio, just unnatural. Dog is off sabbatical. Rather watch an exigent. Politician, politician, CNN, and all this. Guan Yo, who would the fuck up? Trump and an SNL hilarity. Troublesome times, kid. No time for comedy. Blood clout you doing. This is Revolutionary Radio Show. We bring you the real 24-7-365. Please, people, you for the culture and down for the cause, for the revolution. We are here to serve you and you're here to serve us because we need that. If you're for God, for yourself, for the culture, for the universe, then please bring your questions, your comments, your opinions, your perspective, your essence, your energy. I'm your host, Uray, and this is the Revolutionary Talk Show. Tolerance for devastation, got a hunger for sin. Every nation, abomination, let the coroner in. Looking faces, red and blue laces for the color of men. Just embracing a dialogue, song of revelation. Reverence and cattle's racing. Devils and demons and Deuteronomy. Fumigate all the economy. Illuminate broken dreams and manifest our insanity. Look around. Sayonara, Tamara, he's just blood on the ground. Sayonara, Tamara, he's just blood on the ground. This is episode 9 of the Revolutionary Podcast. I'm your host, Yu Ray. Man, today we're about to talk about a lot of the gun laws that have been changing in Florida due to a lot of the mass shootings that have been going on in um, America. About one shooting per week uh, is the average that CNN has reported, which is ridiculous in a society where, um, where we have, you know, the most advanced healthcare system. STEM fields that are beyond ridiculous compared to other countries, and we still can't get simple things together like making sure a 17, 18 year old, a 16 year old coming to a gun and shooting up everybody. Um, You know, we as a society, we have to come to uh, a reflection where where we want to go in 2018. And we still want to allow these atrocities to happen. Um, and we really look at ourselves on how we can change these laws and policies to ensure that you know, no more victims happen. Because that's something that we have to stand for as an American, as human beings. And that's what it means to be revolutionaries, to defy the odds, and go against the grain, against organizations like the NRA who are only helping themselves. Um, today, this episode now we have uh, Margaret again on the show, and she's going to give us a little um, synopsis of what's been happening between the policy changes going on in Florida after the shooting in Parkland, and how that's affected organizations like the NRA in order to you know ensure that they secure their bottom line. So, uh, Margo, what do you feel like? What, or actually, just give a synopsis first of what's what's happened so far. So basically, since the shooting, it took almost just three days for lawmakers and regulators to realize that okay, our system's broken, and we need to do something about this before you know another shooting happening happens. And um, the kid, he was what sixteen, seventeen. He got the gun. He had an AR fifteen, and um. There was what, one security guard on campus, two security guard, and they actually found out that that security guard, they have him on videotape, instead of protecting the students, he ran and he hid. So he didn't hide, he didn't 
defend students like some teachers were doing or throwing themselves in the way of bullets some students were doing but he was running and he was hiding so just issues like that in schools with security and um security around the student how did he even get the gun i mean he's what he's what you're 18 you're 17 right you can get a gun but you can't drink alcohol what sense does that make you're 18 you can go smoke cigarettes you can buy cigarettes you can go fight for your country and die and you but and you can get a gun but you can't rent a car and you can't and you can't drink alcohol until you're 21 25 so there's just a lot of broken laws and um lawmakers are coming under fire because um uh they're coming under fire because NRA is not having it you know National Rifle Association they said that it's unconstitutional it's a violation of the second amendment um for them to to prohibit 18 year olds from getting guns but the thing about it is like what are we going to do then because right. a lot of these kids are coming into guns and it's like what can we do it's they're, they're going to buy it on the black market they're going to do other things you know make it a lot because harder people don't feel safe yeah exactly people don't feel safe is to feel safe yes um and feeling safe is a uh, necessity of, uh i guess here in america um and I feel like the the issues that have been arising is almost like this deja vu, like this happened like a couple months ago with uh, the shooting in uh, Las Vegas, and then again with the guy in Charleston. In Orlando. Or, Orlando, just like just, keeps. Yeah, but also keep in mind that these are mass shootings. You know what I mean? Right. And we just keep revisiting this the same thing over and over again. It's like nothing gets done, and I, I think it speaks volumes to like almost the uh, the numbing that America has went through. Like countlessly seeing this on the TV over and over again, to kind of see what the media is doing and trying to portray is trying to like get you not fearful, but almost like okay, if they see us so many times. It's going to be like it's a part of life. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. Almost like, mm-hmm. you know, black men and women or just people in poverty growing up in the struggle, having to see the same thing over and over again. After a while, you just think that's part of your life. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in, like, another country in Africa or Europe or even South America, like, you see something happening more and more often, like, tend not to do anything about it because yeah. you feel like that's just the way things roll around. Well, there was an article that I saw that I actually had an issue with. It was in the newspaper. Um, they were diverting a, away from, you know, the shooting and how, you know, young white male, he shot up all these students. Instead of putting it front and center like they would any other minority or any other person, they had it in the corner and it said 17 dead in shooting. But you know what the main article was? Black man kills cop is given this a death sentence, and it's huge. And it's the first thing yeah. your eye catches. And my thing is like, why is the media diverting away from this young male getting a gun and shooting up seventeen people? But the guy, the black guy who kills a cop, it's just like, oh my gosh, no, a cop, you know, like whose lives are worth more? Right. These little kids who died, or the cop who died? You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. it's like, what story is more important? What sells? So I guess the black guy shooting the cop sells more then white privileged kid shoots up 17 people and gets arrested softly mm. and handcuffed and walked away softly yeah. and videotaped yes. by the cops while he's getting arrested 
So it's like, where are your priorities? Yeah. Right. It's interesting you brought that up because, like, I met this lady today at, when I was at work. And she was talking, because she was from Australia. And I asked her, like, oh, so how is racism over there? Is it, like, more blatant or is it not as, like, overt? Um, and she was saying, like, it's it's not as bad as America. But she was just pointing out, like, how you were saying just now that basically, like, you know, even in films, like, typically, like, this, for, for Black Panther, at least, this is, like, the first time black people have been portrayed as not a thug or like in some role that's not that's not always us like right so i you know when you look at that and then even on the news with like black men getting shot up just like kind of shows like what it is is that it's like white america is always trying to portray us in a negative fashion because there's like some monetary gain behind it or some type of political game behind it or they just want to fit the mold and just show you what you're used to seeing yeah. they don't want to branch out mm-hmm. you know even with like shows like scandal like olivia pope being in a, in a position of power like that's unheard of a woman black woman in the white house but what do they have to do they have to taint her mm-hmm. they have to make her be an adulterer they have to make do all these things make her the bad guy they couldn't mm-hmm. just have her be in a position of power she had to take yeah. something from someone and for so long i couldn't i couldn't watch the show because of that because yeah. I remember somebody told me, they were like, well, I, I said something about her show. I was like, well, you know, that black woman that show is acting such and such a way. And well, she was like, yeah, you well, you know, Olivia Pope, she's, you know, messing around with this white man. She's kind of like, you know, a whore in a sense. I was like, damn. A high, high, high class one. Yeah. In a position of power, you know, but they had to make her out to be that because they couldn't just have her be powerful. They couldn't just have her be right. up there. They just had to, they had to throw some dirt in there. And then she had to have all these issues and all this stuff, you know, that she couldn't just be Millie. Even mm-hmm. though a lot of things yeah. happened to Millie, she couldn't just be Millie, the president, or somebody strong in that role. So and that's, that's the main issue, right? But things are slowly shifting. Yes. It's just they're shifting way too slowly. And so people are freaking out and they're panicking and they don't really know what to do. And that's a, that's a big issue, too. Yes, exactly. It's like, I want to do something, but I don't feel like I'm ready to just put it out there, like, right now. You know what I mean? And you just don't know how to act. You want to be you, but you feel like being you is now a problem. And it's like, whoa, but wait a minute. Like, I've I've always been this way. I've just been trying to figure out who I am and where I, you know, what's my place in this world. Yeah, and a lot of people are trying to do that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I w- what I would touch upon that, I feel like when you know God is within you, right? I think the moment you spark that intellect or that sudden moment where you feel like, yo, I got to do something. Like, the moment it happens, that is the time. Like, that's right now. Like, there's no, like, oh, okay, three minutes later. Because what is time? Time is just, like, it's irrelevant. You can't quantify it. And the moment when your body, your mind, your spirit begins to realize, like, yo, I got to do something, that's the right time. Like, when I was watching a documentary on 9-11, and, like, I was, like, so emotional. And then after the end of it, like, I was just, like, started crying. And then I was like, yo, I got to start a revolution. Like, I wasn't saying, like, tomorrow, the next day. 
Like, you know when people said that and didn't do nothing? I need to start that now. And look where I'm at right now. Like, I'm not saying that to be arrogant or, or bashful. I'm just saying to prove a point. Like, when God is talking to you, it's talking to you. Like, it's not telling you to, to wait till tomorrow, the next day, or the next hour. Like, you have to do it now because if you don't do it, it's a slap, it's a slap to the face as a metaphor. So, I say this because it's necessary to realize, like, listen to yourself. Because when you listen to yourself, you listen to God. And, I mean, that's that's straight up. But and what, what or who is God? I, I wouldn't say God is, like, you know, another individual, but more so. I can't I can't say what God is, but I know like when your conscience is talking to you, that's something beyond you before this time, before you was accepted on this world. Somebody else is is there, and that somebody else could be spirit. Um, but I mean, all these words are just, of course, social constructs. But like black, white, so I don't get caught up into the name, but rather just like. I mean, yeah, feelings, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's self doubt. There's things that tell you that you shouldn't do it. But that's the whole like, you know, the ego, the guilt, all those sins that hold you back from being the real you, the authentic you, being fully human. Everybody has the same goal in this world, is, you know, to to live for others, not to live for yourself. society you know we we always feel like because the media and you know the environment around us is pushing like narcissism and uh self-fulfillment we feel like we we owe it to ourselves but we actually don't we owe it to others and not only a sidetracked us but you know really about the gun laws just really have to like push through this because we just can't keep allowing countless lives like we have to start, keep starting initiatives within our own community. Just people didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just moving back to um, what we can do to just make sure these laws are actually being pushed forward because I truly believe that I don't think you should be 18, 18, 18, 18 buying, buying guns. I don't think you should be 18 doing lots buying cigarettes things like that like that's just my personal opinion but I mean I you know I can't speak for the rest of the world but when it comes down to you being able to buy a gun at Walmart and you could just walk into Walmart right now go buy a gun go buy AR-15 but you know like how do you know these kids aren't gonna like be pissed one day go shoot up their families or shoot up people at school like you don't know mm -hmm. that's why you take these precautions because it's scientifically proven as you get older your brain is getting more mature it's enlarging it makes it makes you make certain decisions that are going to better community and better yourself. So it's less likely for an older person, hypothetically, to be shooting up schools than a younger person would because younger people, they're, they're rational. Like, they don't want to do this, but one day they just feel like doing it, they're going to go do it, and they regret it for the rest of their life. We don't have these kids who are, like, 12, like, oh, I wish I didn't do it. But now you're in jail for 45 years, you know? And it's just like, 
they're going to keep you and they're going to have you, they're going to send you to adult once you're like 12. So how can we prohibit kids from losing their lives and other people losing their lives as a whole? Like laws alone aren't going to do it. There needs to be a social change and a social construct, social movement against, not against weapons, but against um, it being so easy to obtain these things and Mm -hmm. organizations profiting off of these little kids you know, like kids are shooting guns up until six years old, going hunting, killing innocent animals and stuff like that. It's like, it starts with the parents, it starts with the community. So what can we do to be better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, instead of us just keep ranting on, like, what the issues, let's try to come up with some solutions exactly. off the top of our head. Uh, and you mentioned that raising the age. No, I personally don't think 21 is the ideal age. I still think that's uh, immature because people in college are still going through a lot of like, you know, psychological uh, stresses that can impact them to, you know, get a gun and go inside a school because they deal with the same high school scenario where like they're bullied or this and that. Um, And I feel like maybe it should be 25 or 28. Who knows? But but in our society, are we really going to push that age? Are we going to get to that age? I think society would. I think the institutions society, like NRA, wouldn't allow it. Yes. And I feel like if we were to start in a initiative to get rid of it or ban it or move the age up, then you have to go for the root cause, right? And that is NRA. Um, it starts with us. And it does start with us, too. And... But that's starting with us. I think that's realizing what, who who the institution is. That, like you said earlier, before we started the show, that NRA was trying to say. Rhyme one time. They were saying what? They were saying that it's a violation of your Second Amendment. Like, it is. I mean, legally, they're right. Legally, mm-hmm. it is true. You are allowed since since the Civil War or before the Civil War. You are allowed to bear arms and protect yourself. You know, so since you were 18, you're an adult. You're considered an adult at 18. So legally, they're right. But you know what? Times change. And the lawyer, the defense on the state side, they're going to argue, okay, but in our day and age, in our situation, what is happening? Back then, okay, everyone had a gun. Everyone was walking around with their weapons. Now, we can't, in our, in our advanced society, we can't have things like that because there's too many people versus a few hundred thousand back then versus millions of teenagers being fed things through the media and stuff like that you know video games shooting all day and then they go to school well i'll solve my problems by shooting so there's gonna be big it's gonna be a great case and i'm gonna follow it so um yeah i mean i feel like a society needs to bear their arms against the government is that as authoritarian and aggressive as america is i agree um but there needs to be a a restriction on on automatic guns. I do yeah. because if a a guy comes to school with a, a nine millimeter, I mean like he's probably at worst just being real, like killing like one, two, three people to get shot. AR fifteen, you're killing yeah. a lot. What what do you guys think about metal detectors or just some kind of detector at like? But you know what's sad. They have those metal detectors in right. low-income areas and at black schools and at and schools where there's a lot of minorities. They don't have them in the middle of South Dakota or Wyoming or Florida where all these guns are. But they're looking for certain types of people who fit the description, who have those little guns 
just to protect themselves maybe just from walking home who they yeah. really probably need these guns yeah. you know these neighborhoods where they need these guns just saying right. to play devil's advocate but no they're not looking for the kid who's doing shooting practice every other day with his pops and then he comes home gets mad gets his AR knows exactly how to use it mm-hmm. puts in his backpack you know so they're not going to have the metal detectors in those areas they're going to have it where they want to control and keep on controlling these yeah. minorities and these lower people it's strategic yeah. all of it is and I, I say is if, if you're living in like South Dakota Idaho or like a rural area that's that doesn't have the metal detectors I would look at like your city's school budget and see what they're putting their money in mm-hmm. and if you feel like it's not catered towards empowering the security side then you know have to talk to your 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 um pta yeah pta well i have something to say about that at my high school we had a lot of money we spent eight million dollars on a mural you know what a mural is a big painting on a wall eight eight million dollars i'm sorry i'm sorry eight million dollars on a theater 2.5 2.5 million on these stickers around the school that cost about 8 million total. These wow. these painting stickers just to wow. be on buildings for different buildings. So schools that's wow. important uranium. No, looking into budgets, looking into areas in your budget where it's being spent on stupid things like that so you can put it towards something of use. I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that that goes for, you know, nationwide cuz you know, the US spends countless millions, billions, trillions of dollars on the military budget and spends how much on the school budget? Not that much. Not that much. So, I mean, you can see where America puts the emphasis on for the importance of the American people. But, I mean, we have to define what our importance is because if we're so worried about being the number one superpower in the world, I mean, no, our society is not going to go the right direction. Eventually, it's going to catch up back to us. Look at Rome. They fell fell and crashed mm-hmm. and fell again. So we have to come to reconcile with that. That eventually, the shit that we've been doing the past 300, 400, 500 years is only going to come back to swallow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have much to say left, but if you have any... Comments questions, or comments from viewers? I don't have anything to say. Uh, just, just to leave you guys off on. Actually, just leave you off on. Just think of ways to be creative. Think of ways to actually lobby your state legislator and things like that. You know, become involved because it's all about being involved. It's all about standing up for yourself and standing up for people who don't really have a voice. So, do that. But to also do research into who these people are and what these institutions stand for and just any information that you can get about these places um that's my point of view anyways peace and love peace and love be killing each other all the way all the time just Mm -hmm. they have to do something Mm -hmm. Peace and love and prosperity. That was my family in the background giving some insight on what it means to be revolutionary. This is episode nine. Namaste. Thank you, Margaret, for coming on. Thank you, fam. Uh, peace and love. Chip. Chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
for devastation, got a hunger for sin. Every nation abomination, let the coroner in. Crooked faces, red and blue laces for the color of men. Just embracing the dialogue, song of revelation. Reverence and cattle's racing, devils and demons and Deuteronomy. Fumigate on the economy, illuminate broken.